0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to another edition of Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets, presented by Prize Picks right here on the Mayo Media Network. I'm your host, Chris Meaney. Thanks as always for taking the time to hang out. Going to break down game two of the Stanley Cup Finals happening this evening between the defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning and the Montreal Canadiens. And boy, did they ever look like defending Stanley Cup champions, didn't they? The Bolts had a convincing 5-1 victory in Game 1 Against the Montreal Canadiens, the Habs really did look like a 16th seed. Some adjustments I'm sure that they're going to make. Can they hang around with the Bolts? We'll break down game one. A couple takeaways that I have. Some signs of encouragement, of course, if you are a Canadiens truther, a backer, a fan. More so in game one against Vegas. I thought after that game one against Vegas where they lost 4-1. It's actually feeling pretty good about the Habs and where they were and a couple positive takeaways that they could take from that game, make some adjustments, and move forward into, you know, that round. The same can't really be said from this game, but I am going to break it down. A couple things that I wanted to talk about and we'll, you know, Relay over to Game 2. We'll obviously have some picks for Game 2, some props, as well as some DK Showdown plays as well. Of course, this show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com. A link inside the description of this video. A 100% first deposit match of up to $100 when you click that link and use that promo code MMN. Nothing on the NHL side of things just yet, but as you know, doing this show, we always start with a few prize picks, and you can mix and match across all the sports that you love, and if you are subscribed to the Mayo Media Network, you know that there's amazing content on the regular here at MMN, but also great prize picks content as well. You can mix and match. You can have a baseball pick in there. You can have a PGA pick happening this weekend, an NHL pick, and away you go. You don't even have to go perfect three for three. You can go two for three, depending on how you want to risk your money. And again, that 100% first deposit match. It doesn't have to be uh, $100 that you deposit. It's up to $100. It can be $20, $40, $50, whatever you want to do. But they will match it 100%. So that's the good news. No NHL picks up there just yet, but uh, I can tell you how I'm feeling right now. But I will circle before puck drop, and I'll give you a couple plays. I'll be looking at shot props. I'll be looking at if there's a Palat at 1.5, if there's a Yanni Gord at 2. Those are guys that I'm going to really just – I've been all over Yanni Gord here, I feel like, for a couple weeks. He was awesome last year in the playoffs. He had three goals in round three. He had a goal in game one. I'm going to like that third line. I think it's going to be the difference. They were strong <clears throat> excuse me, in game one. And then if there's anything at you know, Nikita Kuchop and Brain Point, if they're under five, I would consider the over there as well. I thought I saw Yasperi Kakanemi in game one. Uh, a fantasy score of two and a half like if he's sitting at two two and a half again like I'll I'll jump all over that and and take the under he did fall into an assist in game one but I don't expect a lot of offense I'll probably shy away from the Suzuki to Foley Caulfield line they had a brutal game one but I expect a bounce back so a little hesitant to jump on either side of that but if I did see a Cole Caulfield at two and a half shot props I would consider the over there as well so it's just going to be your usual suspects for Tampa you know, maybe a, a Palat there, if you see a low score at 2, 2.5, or you see a shot prop one and a half, two. I would consider that. I'd consider the under on Andre Veseleski if he's sitting there at 27.5 saves. And maybe the over on carry price if he's sitting there at 27.5 saves as well. But I will circle back before a puck drop and take care of you with a couple plays as well. Because the prize pick's been good. We're coming at you three different ways here throughout the Stanley Cup Finals. So it's not just been me. There's been a lot of great uh, content here from everybody, right? So I'm just trying to hold my own here uh, because a lot of the guys have been killing it coming at you here throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs winning some cash over at prizepicks.com so be sure to check them out. So, tonight game 2, I'm using the free FTN parlay calculator and prop shop to get the best possible odds. I am seeing here the Habs plus 184, Tampa minus 208, the total at 5. It's so tough to just take Tampa, right? I mean, you could take them on the money line and then you can, you know, mix, you know, I'm saying mix and match a lot, but you can't do that. You can parlay it with a couple baseball picks and whatever you want to do. The total at 5, it's I expect the total to be around five every single time. I think most times it's going to hit under. We got a late power play goal there from Tampa uh, to burn us. I, I didn't do game one. I previewed um, the whole series for FTN and Tipico, and I pushed it to made it five and a half at minus 155-ish. I probably will do that often in case, the you know, there is a late goal, an empty net goal, and we just get burned there. It was, you know, it was a five – it was a 4-1 – uh, Game at one point, and Montreal took two penalties in the last two minutes, and I think Stammer sco- scored with like a minute and twenty left or whatever, and that, that that just burns you, right? So, I'm willing to adjust, pay a little bit more to get under five point fives. For me tonight, I uh, I'm thinking Tampa puck line. I really am. I think it's going to take some time for the Habs to to adjust here. I think they do make some adjustments. Man, they really need their their head coach. I thought John Cooper. Uh, completely out Coach Luke Richardson. And, like, this is an interim interim head coach, right? I mean, Dom charm is the interim head coach. I don't know how many times I've said this on this show, that he's had four practices. He had four practices before the playoffs started for him to implement a new system. When he took over, the team got COVID. They missed a couple weeks, and they were just... Nobody played more games than them. It was four games every week. They never had more than one day off between games to practice. And now they have Luke Richardson in there. It's just... You know, credit to him and what he was able to do against Vegas, but he's not the head coach. He's, he's got enough going on and try to you know run the defense. Now he's got to run the players and the forwards and try to go up against the cup champs and line match on the road. It was a complete mismatch for the coaching side of things. I don't think we'll see Dom Deschermes reportedly until as early as Game 3 uh, uh, Friday night at the Bell Center. We could see 50% capacity there too. It could be bumping. That's the game I think we'll really see uh, the Habs' best effort. But I think they'll make some adjustments here tonight. And have a better effort themselves, but man, Tampa just comes at you and waves. There's no holes on this squad. There's just none. I'll roll through game one in just a little bit. But my feeling right now is Tampa puck line, minus one point five, plus one thirty five. If you think the Habs are gonna keep this thing close, plus one point five is minus one forty five for them as well. It that's kinda how I feel. It's like one of those puck lines. I just It's, uh, until the Habs show me that they can play with these guys, I'll probably just continue to ride out the minus one and a half. But again, there are a few positive takeaways. Let's get into game one. So it was a 5-1 victory. Kucherov had two goals, three points. He looked great. Braden Point had three assists. Eric Chernak looked very strong. Man, that guy plays so physical. He is tough as nails. And that's the thing with this Tampa Bay team. Like, they have a lot of speed. They're very strong in goal. They can match, like Veseleski can match price. And just the experience that they have in the blue line, like Victor Hedman is arguably the best defenseman in the league. Ryan McDonough is just a playoff beast. I think he's played in the playoffs every single year of his career, right? Uh, he's lo- He lost in the finals of the Rangers. He won last year. It- drafted by the Habs. like it-, it almost seems like he just picked up his game to a new level. Oh, yeah, remember when you drafted me in the first round and traded me for Scott Gomez? Yeah, I'm going to make you uh, eat that. So he looked great. Chernak looked great. Uh, yeah, the bolts, man, they're strong. Yanni Gord had a goal. Gord is just—I've—I don't know—I've said enough about Gord over the past couple weeks. I've just really liked where his game's at, and I think that line is going to be the difference. Him and Blake Coleman, and Barclay Goudreau played a lot. Of, they played a lot. They played a lot in game one, and Gord had a goal, and Gord had three goals against the Islanders. Ben Chret with the lone goal for the Habs it was a fluky goal, one off a couple guys, but he also threw in. Uh, a puck pass, Carey Price. So it kind of evened itself out, right? He had a goal that went off two Tampa defenders, one off Mc, Mc, uh, McDonough, and then he Kucherov flipped a backhand that would have went into the far corner. Braden, uh, ben Chirot tried to catch him through his own net. So a couple positives here from the Habs. I'll say this. Uh, the last three cup winners have lost game one, including the Tampa Bay Lightning. Lost game one to Dallas last year, went on to win. That's nothing, really. Uh, but it is something, small. The Habs lost game one in Vegas by score 4 to 1. I thought there were a ton of positive takeaways that Montreal could take away from that game and they did. They they adjusted a little bit when it came to the faceoff. They had a very strong first period against Vegas, showed that they could play with them and they made adjustments where they moved the puck a little bit quicker in their own end. That's what Montreal is going to have to do against Tampa. Uh, they're a lot quicker. They can get on you uh, hard on the forecheck and they're very physical. They clog up the neutral zone pretty well as uh, as well. So a couple other things. I thought the Habs held their own through 40 minutes. You got to remember it was a 2-1 game against the defending Stanley Cup champions in their own building, game one of the finals. I thought Tampa would have much more of a push. And I I thought the Habs were doing okay halfway through that 10, 12-minute mark. They were kind of holding their own a little bit. They got a late goal there from Sherratt heading into the third, down one in a game where they didn't really generate a ton of offense. After 40 minutes, they had a strong third. But at that point, you know, you're already down a few goals and Tampa's kind of just playing uh, defensive style, so the biggest thing for me with Montreal is the puck management. They got to move the puck a little bit quicker uh, defensively. They got to move it up, right? Tampa's on you a little bit quicker than that. I thought the Canadians have done a good job throughout these playoffs. Their defense to to be patient, kind of to like fake that pass up the wall and then kind of regroup and then move up through the neutral zone and attack with speed. That's Montreal's best kind of game. But Tampa plays a lot like the Habs, but they're just better at. Every single aspect, right? Their defense, slightly better, a little bit more experience, move the puck a little bit quicker, can join the rush. Uh, And Montreal has not done that this year from their defense. They're content to just stay back and not activate their blue line. They may have to activate their blue line just a little bit in this series, uh, but they clog up the neutral zone. They got good goaltending, and they come at you through speed. So puck management, I think, is big for the Canadians. Uh, the first goal, Caulfield turned it over at the blue line. Gallagher turned it a second one over on the blue line, and they just counter-react. Uh, Edmondson uh, it was a weird little pass to Caulfield on that other goal, uh, which turned out to be the third, and the, the one that really put the Habs away in the third period. And uh, matchups, I just want to talk about John Cooper here just a little bit. I thought he did a fantastic job of just getting, of having Braden Point, Palat, and Kucherov not up against Deneau. It just didn't happen, ever, until late in the third, midway through the third. The Canadians just, this is what they did throughout. you got to remember, when they played the Leafs in the first round, there were times when Philip Deneau started the period, taking a faceoff, and then he jumped off the ice right away because Dom Deschamps wanted him up against Matthews. And that just didn't happen until the third period. Deneau took the opening face off in the third and then jumped off the boards right away. And then they tried to line match. But John Cooper... He got that line away from DeNoe, and it played up against, it played against Suzuki line, and that just it was just a complete mismatch, right? Suzuki was in over his head. Caulfield to Foley, these guys uh, in over their head against Point and Kutrov. They were minus three, and it, it happened to be the Yanni Gord against DeNoe line, and that was just the way it is. The fourth lines played against each other. I thought Montreal's fourth line was out of sync without Yul Aramia there. That was the first game he missed. Jake Evans played. I would expect Aramia to be back on that fourth line, and and you know maybe get that line going just a little bit because yeah it is the fourth line but uh even still Perry and Stahl checked out pretty good at five and five in terms of four and generating a couple shot attempts but it's been one of the better lines for the Habs throughout the playoffs so if they get Armia back I think that would be an advantage that fourth line against Tyler Johnson and Maroon but for me it was just um it was just John Cooper man being smart like a smart coach at home and does he need to have Point and Kutrov away from Dino, Probably not, right? But it's good coaching. Why not? You're at home. You have the last change for a reason. You give your best players the best opportunity to excel and succeed. And they, and he did that. And he was content. And why wouldn't you? He was content putting up the Yanni Gord line against Dino, which struggled at times against Gord. Gord uh, had a goal there, like I mentioned. Uh, Blake Coleman had the shot, and it looked like it went off Gord's screen there. And, you know, like I said, the point line just had their way with the Suzuki line. So, that's something that Montreal's going to have to figure out. I know you don't have the last change here. Maybe double shift a guy, skip a line, but you can't have Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, and Palat up against... Suzuki Caulfield and Tfoli. You just can't. It's we saw it firsthand. It's just not something that's gonna work out well for Montreal. Now when they're at home in games three and four, they can do that. They can they can have they'll have a much easier task or job of maybe line matching, but Luke Richardson has to figure out a way here. He's going to have to figure out a way to to line match and and whether it's a double shift, whatever. You you got to find a way to figure out. They started to do that in the third period, but by then it was a little bit too late. So, and that's one thing too where I kind of chuckled with Sheldon Keith and some of the comments that he had and you know, it was it was game in and game out. We're fine with the matchup. And all he used to say is Well, Matthews and Marner are not getting any goals against. And that's fine. That's a complete win for the Habs if it's even-even. If it's 50-50, and Marner and Matthews have one goal combined in seven games, and Deneau Gallagher and Leckinen or Evans have, well, I guess one goal too. Gallagher scored in game seven. Like, that's a wash. That's a win. That's a 100% win for Montreal. And I just thought, First round, those guys were shut down. Winnipeg guys were shut down. Stone and already combined for one goal. Why? Because it was all Denoe up against that line. So credit to John Cooper. Again, he could have said, "I'm fine to let them go toe to toe." It's probably a matchup that Point and Kucherov will win anyways. But nah, let's let's give my guys a better chance to succeed and let's have them up against other play- players. So I look for maybe that line adjustment to happen. And like I said, man, I don't know if Leaf fans like Matty Best, are you feeling me? Like Sheldon Keefe should have been like, you know what? Maybe I will in game seven, try to line match a little bit and have Austin Matthews up against Suzuki or something like that. Uh, That's something I think is um, experience. Keefe is not, he hasn't been around a lot in the NHL. Luke Richardson has been around here and there, obviously, but he's not, um, he's an an interim in her term. (laughs) I say that again properly. An interim, interim head coach. Like he's like, he's not, he's, He's in over his head just a little bit, I think. Um, But John Cooper is just... He's a heck of a coach, man. The Bolts are back in the finals for a reason. And, yeah, he's just... He's smart man. He really gets he really gets it done. And he said after the game that he wanted more from Tampa. He didn't see their best effort. So that is completely scary. Uh, going to run through just a little bit in case you you missed uh, some of it just from an analytical standpoint from a numbers standpoint. So uh, the shot attempts at 5 and 5, 15 to 11 in the first for Tampa, 17 to 16 for Tampa in the second. It was much even a second period Corsi 4 57% for Tampa, 51 for Tampa in the second. And then the shot attempts at 5 and 5 in the third, 7 17-5 for the Habs, 77% Corsi for – the shots were even 4-4. The shots overall at 5-5, 23-17 for Tampa. Uh, a really strong second, 12 to 8. And then the scoring chances actually in favor of Montreal, 27 to 23. But again, that third period was 12 to 3 in favor of the Habs, 4 to 1 high danger chances in favor of the Habs. In the third, it was 8 to 7 for Tampa overall. The expected goal four percentage heavy in the second for Tampa. I thought it was a strong period for them 57% in the first, 65% in the second, and then 73% for the Habs in the third period so again you just got to keep in mind that tampa went up early 3-1 they sat back a little bit the habs generated a couple chances towards you know midway point of the third period uh tampa had a, a couple power plays the, the streak ended, I think, for the Habs at 32 straight kills. They took two penalties towards the end of the third. Stammer scored late there in the third period. So from uh, at a 5-on-5 five five standpoint, the shot attempts. Yanni Gord led the way with four. Palat had four. Chernak had four. Gord had the three shots. Palat had the two shots. That's where I would start my shot props, actually. Gord has been at 1.5 for a while. Uh, you can look around at uh, the free prop shop calculator. You could probably get him at two. He gets the two. He gets the push. I think he could get three again. Uh, Palat's been at 1.5 for quite a while some time he's a guy at home he likes to shoot the puck there were back-to-back home games against the Islanders where he had 10 combined five in each game that line is going to be an issue and if Cooper does this again and he's away from the, the the no line I can't see that line not having a ton of success again Point had three shot attempts three shots Kucherov three shot attempts two shots overall um At all strengths here, it was Kucherov who led the way. Five attempts, Stamkos, five attempts. Kucherov only had two shots, though. Again, be careful of taking the shot prop when it comes to him. You could take the over one-and-a-half points. I think he's in for a multi-point game again, most likely. Uh, But, yeah, again, Palat in there at one-and-a-half shots. Gord in there, point in there. Those are guys that I would take a look at, uh, no question. And From the Montreal standpoint, let's look at five-and-five altogether here. Here. Um, where are we? So Shea Weber led the way at five and five for seven shot attempts. He had four shots. Josh Anderson, second, six shot attempts, two shots. Caulfield had four shot attempts, two shots. Caulfield had a a lot of chances. He had a a turnover, you know, a couple there. Uh, He's going to learn, but he did have quite a few chances. That line looked good early on. They generated some chances. Uh, Both of them, Caulfield and Toffoli, rang one, um, you know, high off the glass. You know, it's, Veseleski's a good goalie, but, Anderson led the way in expected goals. Perry was second uh, in expected goals. He had four shot attempts and four scoring chances, and he had a high-danger chance, but it did, he just didn't hit the net there. So there were four habs with four high, four scoring chances. It was Anderson, Perry, Caulfield, and Weber. And for the Lightning, there was just a ton. Kucherov had five uh, scoring chances. Actually, had four scoring chances. Platt had four scoring chances. Stammer had four scoring chances as well. That, as well. That's at all strengths. Um, you know, overall, from – you know, a Corsi 4 percentage, it was um, just your usual spe- suspects from Tampa. Uh, high Corsi 4 at 5-5. Five and five. You know, Braden Point led the way at 68%. Uh, Kaloran, who suffered the ankle injury, he's day-to-day. I don't know if he's going to play. If he doesn't play, we could see – uh, maybe some line juggling there on that second line. Uh, Alex Kalorn, uh, you know, so he left. He only played eight minutes at five and five. Nikita Kutrov, 61%, Corsi for Palat, uh, 61%. So that line really, they were very, very strong. For the Habs, just to put it into perspective here, um, your Habs, your top guys in terms of shot attempts when they're on the ice, Corsi four percentage when they're on the ice, Stall, 71%. Deneau, 66%, strong third from him. And then um, like Caulfield, Josh Anderson, and then Perry in there. Perry 65% Corsi 4. The shot attempts when they were on the ice, pretty decent. Eric Stahl 15 to 6 against. Corey Perry 13 to 7 against. I think Armia comes back. It's huge. But on the other way, the the shot attempts against, like it's it really was the it really was the the Suzuki line who just struggled. Uh, Corsi 4 percentage, very, very low. Suzuki 39%, the worst on the Habs to Foley uh, Caulfield's kind of in the middle there. He was, he was buried uh, at parts of the game, but Toffoli and Suzuki had uh, a very rough game. So looking ahead to the lines, actually just before we get out of here and recap, um, the lines. So point Kucherov, Palat, 10 minutes together at five and five, they had the 11 shot attempts. They had eight shots, five against, they had the three goals at five and five, the eight scoring chances, one high danger chance. So that's that's the line. I'm not breaking any news, but that's the line to attack. And then that second line, you know, with Yanni Gore, Barclay Goudreau, Blake Goldman, nobody played more 5-5 five and five minutes than them, 11 minutes, 52 seconds. Uh, they had the goal. They had six shots. They had. only had three shots, four, but they had some chances, right? Seven shot attempts towards the goal, uh, four scoring chances, which was second on the team, three high-danger chances, which was first on the Lightning at 5-5. Five and five. And then this Suzuki line, they played um, – they were kind of split up a little bit. They played 955 together, but you could see uh, if you're looking at natural stat and just taking a look at the lines at 5-5, five and five. Montreal juggled just a little bit. Suzuki with Byron and Toffoli. They had Suzuki, Philip Deneau, and Toffoli in there a little bit, They're trying to protect Caulfield just slightly. But at that point, what, what, what's the point, right? They're already down a few goals. Uh, but the shot attempts really um, led the way. Was the, was the Suzuki, Toffoli, Caulfield line. So even though they did have a bad game, I I still think that's where I would go and to attack them. If you're looking to be contrarian and looking for some offense as we get into some shot props and um, just into, I think, um, you know, DK showdown. So this is kind of what I have here. Um, I think Tampa and the puck line that you can get at plus 135 at, I think the under five and a half, if you could push it there, Tampa Puck line under five and a half, maybe they win a game three one, four one, um, something like that. Yanni Gord, shot prop, one and a half shots over two. I would take uh, four attempts, three shots, a goal, three goals against the Islanders. Um, Best expected goals for percentage for Tampa Bay in game one against the Habs at five and five. Braden Point, over two and a half shots. I've been putting in his assist prop the entire playoffs, and all he does is score goals, so I hadn't been able to get it. But he had three assists in game one. He was plus 170 for an assist in game one. He had three in game one. I like him again. Andre Palat, one and a half shots. I like that. Kucherov, multi-point night, over 1.5. Andre Veseleski, under 27 saves. So a lot coming at you. A lot there. I understand. If you just want one or two picks, it's Johnny Gordon. It's Johnny Gord. It's probably my favorite one. Over one and a half shots or over two. Braden Point, over two and a half shots, or an assist, that's how I'd rank them. Those two, and then Palat would be my third, right, for the one and a half shots. If you're looking for more action, Kucherov to have a 2.9, that's it. Uh, I mentioned the Habs. Weber led the way with the seven shot attempts, four shots, five and five. Ten shots overall at all strength and five shots. Josh Anderson, six attempts, two shots. Caulfield, five attempts, two shots. It's just Kind of Caulfield for me. Suzuki had a big zero. We're not used to seeing that. Four attempts, zero shots. I've been hammering the over one and a half shots with him. Uh, but, you know, Caulfield is the one hab that I would go to. I still think he's going to shoot the puck quite a bit. The five attempts were were there from him. Uh, the hab, 17 shots at 5-5, five five, 13 after two. So, maybe just think about some unders. Like Gallagher under, a Toffoli under, a Suzuki under. Like, it may just be an under series for Montreal. I don't expect them to have any games where they have 40 shots and they put they push the pace against Tampa or Veselsky lets in three or four. So, it's just it maybe think about some unders, maybe think about some overs when it comes to the point line and comes to the Yanni Gord line. And that brings me over to DK. My captains would be Kucherov or Veselsky or point. That's kind of where I'm at here with Kucherov. I mean, he's got more points than the next guy, I think he's got more assists than the next guy has points. Like, it's just the run that he is on has, has just been unbelievable. He actually doesn't look hurt at all. Uh, he's He looks like all systems go for Kucherov. He's he's just so deadly. The Habs are going to have their hands full with him. And then there's Veseleski. Oh, man, I got it here on my phone. Bear with me. Maddie. I know we, we got to get out of here in a minute or two. Um, this is so professional here. And I'm stealing this stat from Sportsnet but it is Andre Veselesky at home. I meant to write this down at home over his last nine games against the Habs, nine games. So I broke this down that before game one, Tampa had won 10 of 12 against the Habs and five of the last eight were one or zero goals for Montreal. So like not getting any offense at all against Tampa. Now they didn't play each other this year and the Canadians are much different from a couple years ago, but even still Tampa, it's the same Tampa, uh, Vasilevsky, last 9 games against the Canadians this is actually from TSN the last 9 games at home against the Canadians actually this isn't even at home my goodness Vasilevsky's 9 games against the Canadians 9 and 0 oh, a 945 save percentage at 1.76 goals against average and two shutouts like how do you not roll Vasilevsky as your captain or you have to have him you have to have him in there if you're not you're being ultra contrarian and you role with Price as your captain which I'm fine with you're playing multiple entries here tonight you know, three max lineup, maybe one of them has a carry price as your captain, and then you get involved with that second line, but you still have some Tampa in there. Maybe it's um you know, maybe it's a headman or a Kucherov or or whatnot. But my player pool really is Vesaleski Kucherov, point Gord Platt Chernak Coleman. Some cheap habs that you can mix in there. Jake Evans, if he plays 2K. If he doesn't play, Yoar is 3 8. Byron's 3 2. Jordan or Eric Stahl is 2 4. I kind of wish it was Jordan Stahl. Eric Stahl, 2 4. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at. I've been just tinkering a little bit. You can get a lineup with Point, Veselsky, Kucherov, Gord, Perry, and Evans. Point as your captain. It's tough to have Veselesky or Kucherov as your captain and then fit in Point and Palat. It just it just won't work. But you could get Point, Veselsky, Kucherov, Gord, and then mix in a couple cheap halves, whether it's Perry, Evans. Uh, but for me, those numbers for Veselsky, what he's been able to do here in the playoffs, his numbers are better than Price. We know how great Price has been. So Veselsky or Kucherov as my point, as my point, and point as my captain, those three guys. And then mixing and matching with a Gord or a Palat or a Coleman. I really do like that Gord and Coleman line. And what I thought was going to be a mismatch was going to be Tampa's line three and Montreal's line three. But Cooper's so darn smart, he's just like, eh, I'm just going to play the Gord line against Deneau. And they did okay. But I think today we'll see more know, as much as they can against Point. And that really will be a mismatch. Jasperi Kokanemi and Josh Anderson and Paul Byron have scored some big goals here in this series, but those three up against Coleman and Gord and Goudreau, that I think will be it. That Gord line is extremely impressive. I'm more so impressed with them as opposed to the the Sorelli, Stamkos, and Kalorn line. It's just those guys come at you, man. They're smart defensively. They hit, they finish checks, and they're super fast. They just play a really smart brand of hockey. So that's, I think, how you get different tonight to get involved with the third line. Gordon's prices continue to jump up, but getting a piece of Goudreau or getting a piece of Coleman in there would be the way to go. And if you are being contrarian here tonight with the Habs, it would be with that Suzuki line. As bad as they are, or as bad as they were in game one, they have the ability to play that wide open style, which is not really what you want. They could let a couple goals in, but they could also score a couple themselves. So I think I'd rambled on quite a bit. Tampa and the puck line under 5.5. Yanni Gord over 1.5 shots. Uh, Braden Point over 2.5 shots. Check out his as assist prop. It's going to be plus money here. And then if you're looking for a hab, it would be it would be Cole Caulfield. And I'll circle back here before, before puck drop at prizepicks.com. Just take all of those same guys. Look for them. The under, Andre Veseleski 2.7. Uh, Or 27.5 shots, and they had uh, something up there for goals under two goals, under three goals. I'd consider that as well over at prizepicks.com. Enjoy the hockey. Um, We will be back uh, maybe for Game 4 or Game 5, but uh, we're coming at you with uh, all angles here, getting three different perspectives when it comes to the Stanley Cup Finals, and everybody has been killing it. So check out prizepicks.com. Use that promo code MMN. Any questions, hit me up at Chris Meany or here in the YouTube section as well. Good luck. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers.